0: If I could start over, if I had to start over, don't pigeonhole yourself too much, right? Because, you know, a lot of you have big email lists already. You've got a lot of stuff already going for you. And what happens with a lot of people is that they pigeonhole themselves. They're like, hey, I only sell physical products. That is it. I own a Shopify store. I'm using funnels. And this is all I do now. But here's the thing, you already have so many assets in your business, you have a social media following, maybe you have a YouTube channel, maybe you have a big email list, whatever. You have to be good at monetizing the things you already have, right? So instead of just being like, oh, I only sell physical products, like start looking at like, okay, well, how can I sell digital products to these people, right? Even if you're selling like fishing lures, right? It's very easy to buy some PLRs, repackage them, make it look nice, put a video course together or license the rights to some video course on how to tie fly fishing things and sell that to people.
1: Hi, this is Ecom Hunt. We're back. This is Ariel Ben-Solomon, and we're back here with another podcast with one of the top influencers in the niche. We're here with Peter Pru this week. Peter, introduce yourself. Let our audience maybe, I don't know if our audience is, everyone's heard of you or, I mean, they probably have heard of you if you're already into dropshipping, but maybe you can introduce yourself.
0: Yeah. So what's up, everybody? I hope I can shed as much insight as I can this episode. I'm the CEO and founder of two companies right now on Focus, which is a supplement business, and also our coaching consulting side, which is our e-commerce empire builders, where we post our strategies and tactics that we use for building our businesses using primarily sales funnels. So I'm hoping I can share as much insight on that strategy in this episode.
1: Let's start with a question that Mordecai, the owner of e Hunt, always likes to start with which is if you had to do it again, like what's one thing you would do again if you had to build your empire from the beginning? What, what's like one thing you learned that you do differently?
0: Great question. You know, this is actually something I think about a lot because the market changes so quickly, right? Just even with making money online, right? There's a ton of different ways, right? There's obviously e-commerce, like what we're talking about, there's affiliate marketing, there's agency stuff. There's so much right out there. So the first thing that I always stress is always start with just one, like for me, I remember when I was getting started like 13 years ago in my college dorm room, right? I started with affiliate marketing, right? And I did it for a while, but I didn't like go all in on it, right? I was always jumping between this and this and this. And that's one of the biggest killers and success that I've seen is the people that hit their goals, financial, whatever the goals that doesn't always have to be about money per se, the people that, you know, struggle and kind of, you'll notice these patterns because we have a lot of students and you probably see these patterns with your users, right? It's like the people that just keep jumping from winning product, winning product, to niche and niche and niche, from e-commerce to affiliate marketing, to agency. You jump around so much, you don't even give yourself enough time to be bad at it, to make all the mistakes, to eventually be good at it on the other side. For me, it took me 10 plus years, right? Like understand you're not going to come in this space and having those expectations. Yeah, some people come in, crush it right out of the gate, power to them. But I'm telling you guys, that's like the chances of that happening are very slim, right? Most people, you have to fight an uphill battle, right? And it's always like, that. it's business at the end of the day. Yeah, so that, this is yeah. one other thing I did want to mention on this. If I could start over, if I had to start over, don't pigeonhole yourself too much, right? Because, you know, a lot of you have big email lists already. You've got a lot of stuff already going for you. And what happens with a lot of people is that they pigeonhole themselves. They're like, hey, I only sell physical products. That is it. I own a Shopify store. I'm using funnels. And this is all I do now. But here's the thing. You already have so many assets in your business. You have a social media following. Maybe you have a YouTube channel. Maybe you have a big email list, whatever. You have to be good at monetizing the things you already have, right? So instead of just being like, oh, I only sell physical products, like start looking at like, okay, well, how can I sell digital products to these people, right? Even if you're selling like fishing lures, right? It's very easy to buy some PLRs, repackage them, make it look nice, put a video course together, or license the rights to some video course on how to tie fly fishing things and sell that to people, right? even affiliate marketing, right? Like if you go to clickbank.com, let's say you're selling phishing stuff. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's selling phishing stuff that you can then promote to your list, right? As many streams of income that you can have that's related to your main business, the better, right? You don't want to be caught up in a situation where, Hey, all your sales are coming from just this one product and just this one source of marketing, right? You have to have multiple avenues and work your way up to that point, right? So focus on one, getting good at one, and then monetizing what you have a lot better, right if you're only relying on facebook ads right like don't do that right like just focus on different kinds of avenue streams and also monetizing what you have like it's not just like oh it has to be physical products look at what your customers are already buying like one of the things that i do i have a lot of people here now working with us we have like 15 20 people that work with us a lot of my time is spent like looking at what my customers are buying and then instead of promoting other people to buy it from other people i'm going to say how can we create something or how can we go have an affiliate relationship with somebody else right that can sell it Right, because if they're gonna go buy it anyway, I might as well make a commission off of it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the way I think about business, right? And you gotta expose those opportunities.
1: Yeah, that's great, that's great. And focusing, that's very important Mm -hmm. because people are all over the place. You can't be a master of all trades. You gotta be good at like one or two things you gotta focus in. And that's some good ideas there about branching out to other things. And I've seen some of your YouTube videos and guys, make sure you check out the link below his YouTube channel, you gotta be watching that. I've seen you mention that about like making your offer better than the competition because other people can offer the same product, but how do you make yours better? And you talk there about adding a PDF, some info, some ebook or something that can And it's And, and it's not
0: that many people do that. Like it's so easy, like it's so easy. You can go to any PLR website out there. There's literally millions of them, right? Yeah buy these PLRs for a few bucks. The thing about advertising is, yes, you do want like a product that's interesting, right? You can't just sell like a boring spatula. Yeah. However, if you needed to sell the spatula, like how would you do it? <clears throat> Had to figure out a way to sell spatulas, right? If you're trying to sell a boring product, like with advertising or a mundane product that already has, you have to make the bonuses that you offer more enticing than the main thing that they're getting. Right. So like, think about it, right. If you were going to sell them a spatula for, you know, 15 bucks or whatever it is, right. Yeah. Like what would you have to add in there for them to actually buy it? Right. Like a cooking yeah. course, whatever it is, like the PDF guides, cheat sheets, right? Like the bonuses should be better than the main thing. And if they yeah. are, they're going to buy.
1: Yeah. So How worried should people be about competing with Amazon and stuff like this? Cause I hear different things. I've heard you say that the prices should be close. And then on the other hand, sometimes it doesn't matter because the person's buying impulse anyways, a lot of buyers are going to check there. What's your take on this?
0: I have a love-hate relationship with Amazon because my first start in e-commerce was with Amazon and did really well. And I thought I was like this business owner. I thought I was like, I was doing 50 grand, 80 grand a month in Q4 seasons on Amazon. Uh, and I thought like I had it all figured out. Wow. The problem is with Amazon, you don't have any of the control, right? They're not your customers. They're Amazon's customers and they're buying you from just on convenience. They don't care about your brand. As far as pricing, I always try and keep it similar, right? If you can keep it similar by bundling like digital products and stuff, you're gonna be better off, right? And I'm not somebody that says, hey, don't sell on Amazon. Like our supplement, we're gonna be launching that on Amazon soon, right? That's not gonna be our main form of traffic, right? The only reason we're launching on Amazon is because I recently saw people are searching for it on Amazon. So I'm gonna Uh give them what they want. again. Multiple sales channels, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, I only advertise on Facebook. I only drive traffic to my own Shopify store, right? Expose it. If you're somebody, you know, it's listening and you already have a brand that's doing well in your Shopify store or whatever, right? Like launch it on Amazon. One of our students just recently did that too for the notebooks that they used to drop ship, right? And they sent them to yeah. Amazon, right? You just, you have to think about as many income streams, like I said, in your business as possible, the better off you're going to be.
1: Yeah. Now let's shift a little bit because I know you're talking about so our listeners, if you're paying attention to the way things are going, a lot of people always talking about you should do one product stores. And then other people are saying no niche stores because niche stores, you can test products in and out. And then yeah. some people are no general stores. And so there's that debate. And then you're kind of coming out one of the only guys out there that I really see pushing the click funnels thing. Because everyone's on Shopify and your company is saying, no, no, you guys, there's too many clicks to buy on Shopify. You got your click funnels. And so I think that's interesting what you're saying there about the ease of purchase on click funnels compared to Shopify.
0: Yeah. The people that follow me regularly, when I talk about Shopify, they're like, oh, I thought you didn't talk about Shopify. I thought you don't need (laughs) Shopify. I'm not wrapped into just one thing. I consider myself a direct response marketer, right? If you look at like Dan Kennedy, somebody I consider a mentor of mine. I right. never got to meet him, but like all of his books and courses I've consumed. Right. And the thing is, when we live in a noisy marketplace like we're in right now, it's again, I'm not saying people aren't crushing it by sending to a general store. I'm not saying they are. I'm sure there is. Right. It's just I can only say what's working for me. And that is like when you're driving traffic from Facebook. Right. Like people aren't on Facebook to buy stuff. They're just not but people act like they are. So you send them to a store like with all these bells and whistles where it's like, okay, it's a little tougher. And again, you can make sales. It's just a little bit difficult to be profitable. So there's a time and place for the Shopify store, of course, right? I treat it as a place for if you have existing customers for them to go and browse around because they already know you, like you, trust you. Yeah. So your conversion rate will already be higher on your store. But if you just send a bone cold traffic that they don't know you at all, they've never purchased from you, right? Sending them to a Shopify store is a little bit tougher in my opinion. So we send them to a funnel where we're creating assets for our business, right? Collecting email address, pixeling them, right? And then we're trying to knock out as many things as possible, right? So we get the email address, right? That qualifies them as a subscriber. And this is what people ask, like, should I even... But if I ask them for an email address, that's intrusive. I'm telling you right now, if they're not willing to give you an email address, they ain't buying from you. Right. So like they're not gonna buy from you anyway. Right. So we wanna grab that email address. We can follow up with them with the bandit cart emails, future promotions. There's a lot of cool things you could do with an email address, right? Yeah. The money's in the list and it's one of the only yeah. assets to a phone. I
1: would just say that a lot of these people are coming into dropship in and leaving and this, they don't realize even if you run a losing campaign or even something that's breaking even. You're mm-hmm. gathering data, you're getting this list, is building, this list is so valuable. That's the most thing, you know? Yeah. So right, the I, phone I,
0: numbers and emails. Those are the two only really tangible, besides inventory, the two most tangible assets you have in a business, yeah. right? There's power in having a 100,000 person email list and sending a new promo offer to them. I mean, that's free money. Think about it. You paid for that person to be on your email list. For you not to ever talk to them again is crazy. And for you not to even capture that email address in the first place is crazy. Again, with the funnel, it allows you to kind of like knock out as many birds with one stone as possible, right? They see an ad, they click it, they enter the email address, then they get presented the opportunity to buy. And again, we're just highlighting one offer here, just one, right? We're not saying, hey, do you want this or this or this, right? When you do that, think about restaurants, right? When you go to a restaurant, right? You typically see like a star or something around a few items on the menu, right? There's a reason they do that because they know 80% of their revenue comes from those products. So it's the 80 20 rule. The 80 20 rule exists everywhere in nature in business life, right? And a lot of people have flip-flopped, right? They're focusing on more and more products, more this, more that. But it's like, no, look at the data, right? Data is king, right? Where are the sales coming from? So if you're a Shopify seller, you already have some good products, Like just take the best seller and just wrap it around the funnel highlight some key features about it, bundle some info products. And then, so again, once they opt in, then they can find the opportunity to actually purchase from you. And then you can upsell them with one click after the fact as well. All this is out of the box, which is what I like. Zipify is a software that I do recommend people use in their Shopify stores. But the one con with that is you have a monthly fee, plus they take a portion of your revenue per sale. I don't like that personally, but it is what it is. But then with ClickFunnels, it, all of this is in the, out of the box. One-click yeah. upsells, email address, even basic email automations you could set up. So you don't um, need
1: like a thousand apps to go like in shop. It's
0: a, a lot of apps, right? You need a lot to make it work. But again, there's a time and place. And then the really the most powerful is the monthly subscription, right? Yeah. Like this is something not many people do. I don't understand why, right? Like it's free True. money. Like, so subscription is like, you know, the dollar shave clubs, the bark boxes, beach body, it could be digital products that you offer people on a monthly basis. It could be physical products that you offer customers on a monthly basis. It could be a mixture of both, right? Just think about what your customers wants, right? So if they, let's say you're selling a supplement too, right? Just give them the supplement at a discounted rate, give them that subscribe and save, right? Very,
1: very simple. Keep it easy Uh, for you. How would you tell people to do that? Like, can they do that on their Shopify store? I mean, on the click Funnels? I believe, was it Recurly?
0: Maybe. I mean, you can offer a subscription, but you can't offer it within the funnel on sure. Shopify, you, it's not sure. one click. And that's where the power is with subscription. Like this is a thing
1: I could talk about the whole episode is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was one thing I really wanted to, you, to get, talk to you about. So it's good you brought it up. Cause <laughs> nobody's either talking about this click phone. Nobody's talking about subscription option for, you know, creams and all kinds of things that are reusable. You can resell it. Here's the big thing about subscription is people, I don't want them to get confused.
0: Cause if you go and try and sell subscription on the front end, you're going to struggle. Because nobody wants to sign up for subscription plans. They don't. I mean, they will, but you basically are going to lose money. You see like BarkBox running this all the time, right? Hey, get your first box for $5. They don't make any money on that. They take zero dollars, think about it, to ship it, plus product cost, plus overhead, Mm -hmm. we're willing to lose because they understand business. They know, hey, you know what? If we give these boxes away, we lose 20 bucks to get it to the customer. However, our average customer stays with us for six, seven months, and then we make our money back. But the problem with this kind of model when people do it, and I used to do this years back in my fishing business, I was like, okay, we'll just delay gratification for six, seven months, eight months, and we'll make our money back then. This only works when you got a lot of money. Right. It ain't going to work for you if you don't got a lot of money to get pumping back into the business for inventory and all these things. So this is where the sales funnel comes in, because when I understood this, man, like I'm telling you, like everything changed for me. Right. Because it's just a different way of selling. Think about what's the main thing in your business that you want people to buy. For most e-commerce businesses, I always say subscription. Right. Yeah. The main thing somebody needs to buy, don't put it as the first sale, because if that's the main thing, it's probably expensive or it's a subscription or whatever it is. Yeah. You have to hide it. Right. And you hide it in the funnel. Right. So let's say I'm doing a free plus shipping offer or a yeah. deep discount yeah. for something super amazing, right? This irresistible yeah. offer where I'm collecting email addresses, I'm getting them to buy. And yeah. then in my upsells now, yeah. right. I offer the subscription. Now, if you see what happens here previously, we were probably paying 30, 40 bucks to get even trials to join our subscription box and losing money with overhead. Now we're probably breaking, even if not making a little bit of money on that first time sale. And now we're getting subscribers for free, like completely for free. No advertising costs because we put it into the upsell sequence.
1: And you you can try to promote the subscription later on emails. yes. Exactly. And that's the nice thing about
0: ClickFunnels guys. Like, again, you can probably custom code this. I'm not a super tech person. You guys probably know this stuff better than me, but like ClickFunnels does actually do this thing called sticky upsell. So let's say they looked at your upsell page, right? Your subscription upsell page. Now in the automations tab, those of you that maybe use ClickFunnels, there's an automation tab there where you can send them emails if they saw this upsell page, but didn't buy. And then you could send them that upsell page link back to them and then they can click a link and they automatically get charged. They don't even have to put their credit card information in again, right? right? Huge, huge. And you could send out, you know, however many emails over the next week or two promoting your offer, whatever it is that you want them to buy.
1: So that's interesting. You would say to somebody that they would run their store from their Shopify and then have click funnels for their bestseller and then keep them both kind of running.
0: Here's how I always say it's like, if it's cold traffic, it goes to a funnel.
1: Yeah. That's it.
0: Right? That's it. Like if it's Facebook ads, Google, yeah. whatever, YouTube, however you're driving cold traffic, the people don't know you, like you, and have yeah. never given you a dollar or an email address for that matter. Yeah. Don't send them to a Shopify store. Try out the funnel. Right. Yeah. And then on the back end, let's say you have some high ticket product. Yes, I do recommend to hey build a funnel around it because then you could add on the, all the upsells and stuff. Yeah. But I get it if you just want to throw it on a Shopify store, right? And then let's say everybody that buys from your funnel, right? You could set up an email automation on the back end and retargeting ads to push them to that higher ticket product or that subscription offer. And that's where your Shopify store can come into play, right? Let's say you're doing Christmas promotions to all your buyers, right?
1: Yeah, you just send them to your Shopify store or build a funnel. There's no right or wrong. Yeah, that's great. So so you would say you can combine both, but you're saying... How do you think that this affects your conversion rate in terms of using ClickFunnels versus Shopify?
0: Yeah, so typically what we see on the funnel is like a 10% conversion rate. And the reason for that is because there's no distractions, there's no buttons. Go install like a hot jar. I think it's a hot jar that lets you see where people are clicking. Like go put that on your Shopify so You'll see they're going to be clicking from the ad all over the place. You won't even believe where your customers are clicking right? They're going to find the weird things to click. And guess what? When they're clicking places that they're not supposed to, they're going to get distracted and sidetracked. Okay. So a okay. Shopify store typically someone I'm sure watching this has a 10% conversion on the Shopify store, but that typically doesn't exist. It's no. typically around one and a half to maybe 3% with a funnel. And like I said, the reason for that is because there's distractions, right? Just even like Shopify stores, I click a lot of ads and I'm always looking at what are people doing and I'll go to some Shopify stores and I see just tons of random products. And what do you think happens when your customer starts browsing around your site and like sees all of these random products, right? It hurts a lot of your credibility. They don't trust you. And that's why they end up leaving, right? I think you can attest to this. One of the biggest issues in Shopify is I get a lot of add to carts and I don't buy. Oh, I always do these like business hacks, funnel hacks, whatever you want to call them on the channel. It's basically I go and buy Shopify store stuff, stuff I see on funnels. And probably anybody with a Shopify store can see this. Tell me how many clicks does it take for you to get somebody to buy? If it's more than three, there's too many drop-off points. With a shop store. think about it. You have an ad, they click, right? From the yeah. ad, they click over to the product page. They have to click the add to cart button now. Yeah. Then they go to the cart page. They have to click go to checkout. Then yeah. they have to go from checkout to shipping info. And then yeah. there's two steps there. It's a cart page, shipping info, then billing info. and then they have to confirm like the shipping method. It's like six, seven clicks in total. Before they click complete. And then with PayPal,
1: or something they can have bought. So it's just like,
0: yeah. Think about every time somebody has to make an extra click or a decision, it's a funnel. Everything's a funnel, right? There's always drop off points. And the more drop off points you have, the lower your conversion rate is because you're not getting to the point fast enough. With a funnel, it's literally two clicks or three, right? Click the ad, right? The landing page, two step order form. Fill out your shipping info. And on the third click, they can click complete order. So three clicks.
1: So you'd recommend this for proven products or you'd also say you can test things cold that you think you know that would work or? I mean, we test things cold. We launch pretty much funnels every single day and we don't know
0: if they're gonna work or not. But again, you know, I understand if somebody's a beginner that's never built a funnel before, they might not be able to build a funnel within like a couple hours, I get it, uh, yeah. right? It's like anything in life, right? It's like, I'm sure the first time you built your Shopify store, it took you three days to do it. But now you could probably do it blindfolded. It really comes down to just what you want to focus on. But here's the thing. The funnel is the easy part, right? Everybody thinks, oh, they need some fancy design Shopify store or fancy designed funnel. None of that stuff matters. At the end of the day, that kind of mindset, you're focusing on tactics. And none of that tactic stuff matters. The tactics are always changing, right? What matters is the strategy, right? The strategy is like, well, what is the offer? At the end of the day, what are you selling? And again, I fell victim to this too. Like, oh, should I use a banner? Should I change my buttons to green? Should I use this font? Like, which one's going to get them to buy? Like, yeah. that shit does not matter. Yeah. What matters is what is the offer that you're selling people? And I think too many people in dropshipping, it's fine because it's such an easy way to get started in a business like yeah. never before. But it also, it attracts people that are just trying to pull one over on their customers. You're just trying to sell whatever to make money. And I get it, but yeah. focus more so on like actually selling something good, right, to people right? Like actually a good offer that you're like, wow. If you could say like, Hey, you know what, if they're going to Amazon and buy this thing, right? They're getting screwed over. They should be buying from me. Right. right. Because like, Hey, I have all the stuff that they get with it. Right. That's how you know you're doing it. Right. That's why it's simple. The niche is the most important part of this, in my opinion. Right. right. A lot of people, they focus on the winning products. I focus on, well, what's the niche, right? Like what's the group of people, right? You're selling to people here. Right. Like I think a lot of people forget that you sell to human beings. Right. And they're just trying to throw whatever you can out there. What's the winning product? What's the winning this, that, right? Like, no, like I had a winning product a few years back that I only knew because I was super into my market research. I was in all the Facebook groups. I was in all the Instagram. Uh, I saw this new product got released and everybody was talking about. It. They couldn't buy it anywhere. They're like, where can I get this? Where can I? Guess what? I hit up my supplier. We were able to make them. They were able to have them made within a week for me. And just like that, I would have found it, but you can't find that. It's all about having your pulse on the market,
1: right? That's great advice. People aren't doing this. Most Mm -hmm. people are not doing this. Yeah, it's great. Last question here. What do you say about this whole shipping thing with the virus and all this in Mm -hmm. terms of how to handle it? Because the Aliexpress, you know, shipping times can be crazy and you can use these services that are like, or agents and you can have Mm -hmm. buyers with warehouses in the US or Europe. How do you say to deal with all the shipping problems?
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, And this is what I always recommend. Like I personally think that dropshipping from overseas is the best way to get started in business because one, you don't have to risk a whole bunch of money in inventory and you learn a lot of skills along the way. This is where the issue starts happening. The issue starts happening when people try and scale there, right? You can get $50,000 per month mark. But if you're trying to get to like a hundred grand a month with AliExpress, like I don't recommend that. And again, I know people do it. But I don't recommend that. Like, think about it. This is the first step in your business when you're doing like AliExpress or dropshipping from overseas. Yeah. Right? But find that winner, right? You're gonna get so much customer data about, like, hey, can this product be changed? Can this, do this? and this is where you wanna start taking back control of your business right? Brand your products, right? Make custom packaging, right? Like have it like a legit business. Not saying that AliExpress isn't a legit business, but it's got starting points to get you to that 10K, 50K a month. And then you have those products, you have a lot of customer insights, and then you can go to suppliers on Alibaba or something like that, that can then make adjustments to the product that you want, right? Bring them into fulfillment centers, right? And then again, all those cons slowly start going away, right? You get that shipping times faster. The product quality increases. That's where nobody can stop you at that point because you have your own brand, right? And that's how you work your way up to that. And again, I know there's going to be those cons, but at the end of the day, I'm never going to suggest anybody listening to be like, hey, you know, go spend five grand, even three grand on inventory. And you don't even know how to build a funnel or write copy or anything or run a Facebook ad because sure. guess what, when that inventory hits the fulfillment center, you're gonna be super stressed because one, you have a whole bunch of inventory and they're charging you money every single month for storage fees, yeah. right? You don't even know how to create a Facebook advertisement yet. Yeah. So understand going into it, yes, there are those cons of their shipping delays, overcompensate with it, have good customer service, right? Have yeah. your VAs trained up with good email templates, right? Offer incentives for them, to not ask for refunds. That's where the digital products are really nice to have because at least you get something to them. Yeah, yeah right? of course. So there's things to kind of get around it. But yeah, like I said, like for a beginner, I still wouldn't risk it. Just my initial order on my supplement cost me like 20 grand. Right? Like, come on. like, can't think about that. And a lot of people come to me like, oh, I want to start supplement business. I'm like, no, you don't. You've never even made a dollar online. How are you? <laughs> if I, you want me to tell you go to $20,000 on inventory, like, yeah. come on, I would never recommend that, right? Go get that experience, learn direct response, learn marketing properly, get to the 10K, 50K a month level, and then start really taking back control of your product and your brand.
1: So that's some great advice. You guys, if you guys want to get some more info from him, you got to check his YouTube channel below. Make sure you subscribe to Ecom Hunt below if you haven't and like this video so you can get more like this. Peter, thanks a lot for being with us today.